Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Intuition. I'm your host, Christy Hansel. There's been a lot of talk about shadow work recently. What is shadow work? How do you do shadow work? Why would you want to do shadow work? I have actually found that most people start their shadow work without even knowing it. It's just something that occurs as a result of self-awareness. However, I think right now a lot of people are coming to the realization that they want to be and need to be more self-aware. It's being brought to our attentions about the injustices in the world and how biased we have been. And so we're having this awareness of, oh, I need to do some shadow work. Not to mention, a lot of people are realizing how broken they feel. They don't want to feel that way anymore. And then we have the people that are the chosen ones to deal with the generational trauma for their family. I think there's just been a tremendous cry for help that has occurred, and I think the universe has heard that cry. And that is why people have been awakened to this concept of shadow work. We have to give credit where credit is due, so I must mention that shadow work was birthed from a very ancient indigenous culture. Essentially, the concept is that as humans, we are both light and dark. And that feels a little sinister. It feels a little like good versus evil. I prefer to look at it a little bit differently. I like to say that we're both broken and whole at the same time, which will help add context to my understanding of shadow work, which is shadow work is really healing work. It's a form of self-actualization. But before I dive into this, I want to really give you an image that will help you feel a little less threatened by shadow work, because there's really two ways to view shadow work. We have the people that are like, oh my gosh, shadow work is traumatizing in itself, and it's really exhausting, and it's not something that I want to approach. And then there's the other side of that, which is shadow work brings me peace and joy. It's not something that you hear, right? You don't normally associate shadow work with peace and joy, but let me paint a picture for you. How many of you have seen the video of the little girl in the parking lot who has just realized she has a shadow? She's walking out in front of her mother, looks down to see her shadow staring back up at her, and she runs to try to get away from her shadow, only her shadow is right behind her. She can't escape. Her shadow is there next to her no matter what she does. She screams and cries, and yet the shadow remains. She was coming from this place of fear and didn't stay with it long enough to really see what the shadow was about and where it was coming from. Now, on the flip side of this, I remember when my son discovered his shadow. It was similar to the little girl. At first, he freaked out, but then he sat with it for a while trying to figure it out. He really watched as his shadow mimicked his every move. He did shadow puppets and ended up giggling with glee. You see, he found a friend in his shadow. It wasn't something to fear at all, and it was actually quite magical to him. That's the way I would prefer you to think about shadow work in the end. Yes, we're going through to process some heavy stuff that's going to be coming up, but in the end, we can become friends with our shadow self, and it doesn't have to be as traumatic and as fearful as it was in the beginning. The whole point is, don't let shadow work intimidate you. After all, what is the one thing you have to have in order to see a shadow? A light source. There has to be light in order for there to be a shadow. As you become enlightened, awake, and self-aware, the shadow self is brought to life. 
as our spirit grows brighter and we're elevated into this self-realization process, we no longer resonate with those denser aspects of ourselves, the hurt, the trauma, the stubbornness, the selfishness, the weakness, the aggression, the fear, all of those heavier things, the feelings, thoughts, and emotions, that's reflected in our shadow self. Oftentimes, what happens during shadow work is that those denser aspects of our shadow self start to rear their ugly head again. Perhaps we start to relive or recreate trauma and drama that was never fully addressed or healed, and having these things resurface actually provides us an opportunity to heal them. I'll be honest, I actually had this moment this Friday. Something was brought to my attention that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having the exact same feelings, the exact same scenarios and situations with people that I had a long time ago. And I had to realize there was something unhealed in me that I was looking at the situation from this hurt, fearful place. And I've really had to work on that and switch it and flip it. Maybe I'll tell you a little bit about my own shadow work, but right now let's get back to it. Let's talk about why things go unhealed for a second. When we encounter something uncomfortable, unfavorable, embarrassing, or traumatizing, our primitive self goes into protection mode. For a lot of us, that means burying and denying those feelings and thoughts. If we don't think about it, we don't feel it. And if we don't feel it, then life can go on without the pain and anguish. That self-preservation has a purpose at that moment. Its purpose is to protect you from that hurt and that pain. However, as we grow and expand our consciousness, we can no longer be afraid to look at our shadow self. We have to learn how to become friends with it. We have to accept all of us, all of ourselves. Shadow work is about deep inner exploration to the darkest aspects of ourselves. It is about embracing all of ourselves in order to heal, allowing our hurt self to fully express and expel all of that trapped energy and emotion, loving ourselves enough to say it's okay to hurt, it's okay to cry, it's okay to scream, it's okay to be angry, it's okay to be embarrassed, it's okay to be numb, it's okay to feel unloved. Creating that safe space so that our shadow self changes from being something intimidating to something that teaches us to love ourselves. A big misconception is that shadow work is singular, meaning it's something you have to do alone by yourself. The truth is, shadow work can be done in a variety of ways. There are a ton of energetic healing modalities out there that can assist in healing the shadow self. Reiki, healing touch, quantum touch, emotional freedom, tapping, reflexology, acupuncture, acupressure, just to name a few. I'm going to keep giving you lists on on how you can work with other things and other people for the shadow work. So here we go. We're going on to working with a life coach, therapist, counselor, psychologist, psychic, medium, hypnotist, shaman, spiritual leaders, and other experts. They're a great resource. You can watch videos, listen to music, listen to a podcast, read an article, read a book to gain knowledge, and have those deeper aha moments that connect you with that shadow self and awaken that inner light. Meditation, crystals, singing bowls, tarot cards, oracle decks, and pendulums can all be great tools to use while you're doing your shadow work. Whatever metaphysical or non-metaphysical resource you choose, the main thing is to work through things to heal them. Find resolution and lift them up out of your energy and into the light so that you can continue to expand and grow in your light body. Our shadow self is here to teach us how to be kind, gentle, caring, and loving. 
Shadow work nurtures the self-healing process so that we aren't weighed down by things that happened in the past. It helps bring us into the now, which in turn helps bring us into our full power. So I hope that you saw that switch. Yes, we've got those denser aspects, those darker aspects of ourselves, those heavier feelings, thoughts, emotions, situations that have occurred. And bringing them back up is no easy deal. And it is pain. You have to feel that pain. You have to work through that in order to get to the other side of that, which is loving yourself, being caring and gentle and and nurturing yourself back into mental, emotional, and physical well-being. These darker aspects, if they go and continue to stay in the dark, they will continue to feed off of dark, and they will continue to grow, and it will continue to weigh on you until you turn and look at your shadow self and realize it's here to play. It's here to lighten your mood. It's here to be a part of you if you would just embrace it. I don't know what happened after this segment, but my audio got very quiet. I've already uploaded everything. I want to go ahead and post this. So I just want to tell you that turn your volume up because I'm going to get very quiet. Um, At the end of this episode, the meditation does feature singing bowls and they can be quite loud sometimes on the speaker. So just be aware of that. And I apologize. Hopefully next episode, we're back to normal. shadow work, I want to talk to you about the energy that's in the air right now. It's in the atmosphere. I have been witnessing this almost instantaneous healing, aha moments, epiphanies, things that are just clicking and falling into place for people. It's like the enlightenment is happening instantaneously. And so if you're wanting to do shadow work, right now is the prime time to be doing the shadow work. A little history on me, a little backstory on me. For the past seven years, I've encountered the same situation over and over again in my career outside of uncommon intuition. It's been very frustrating. And what happens is I get very worked up. I get heated. I get vengeful. I get spiteful. I get all kinds of feelings and emotions from these situations and I had to sit with it the last time that it came up because I mean I can't go around telling everybody else out there like hey when you have lessons in your life that are occurring on repeat the next time it happens sit with it see where it's originating from see how you can heal it I mean I gotta take my own advice here right so (laughs) about the fifth time that this happened which was by the way two weeks ago um I took a minute and I sat with it. So here's the situation. This is what happens on repeat. I'm a hard worker. I have ideas. I generate ideas and creativity and set up processes and do all these amazing things going above and beyond. Create opportunities for myself. Oftentimes in my career, I actually end up making a position that wasn't a position before for myself by doing what I do, if that makes any sense. What happens is inevitably there's somebody at work that sees me shining and they will either A, 
take credit for my work. B, try to stir up some shit on my work, meaning they're throwing me under the bus, they're talking about me behind my back, you name it. And then I start feeling some sort of way about, I don't know why you have the position you do. I should have that position. You're not doing what you should do. Clearly, I'm doing all the things and you're not. You see, it's that narrative. And when I sat with that for a minute, like, hey, <laughs> this has happened several times now. So why is that? What What is the message in behind there? Let me sit with that for a second. And when I sat with it, I realized it was very fear Based. It was paranoia that other people didn't like me. It was the sense of injustice, unfairness, that I'm not going to get what I deserve. I'm not going to get the accolades. I'm not going to get the promotion. I'm not going to get the funds, the money in behind it. People are going to stomp on me on their way up and I'm going to be left behind. It was very victim, very martyrdom, very dense and heavy. And I sat with it for a couple more seconds after I kind of identified that. And I was like, okay, the issue is fear. It's always fear. Anger, it's fear. Sadness, it's fear. It's always fear. So when I sat with it, I was like, okay, here's the truth of the situation. If somebody is going to talk about me, that's fine. That's not necessarily my business. That's on them because in the end, I'm going to shine. The truth is going to come through. It might take some time, I might have to go through the thick of it, but in the end, I will get my justice and the truth will shine through. As far as the promotion, as far as the money and the accolades and all of that, I have to put my faith in the universe. And when I say faith, I'm not talking religion, I'm talking trust. I put my trust in the universe that what is meant for me will not pass me by. And if, by the way, something does pass me by, it wasn't meant for me in the first place because there's something better waiting. And I may not see it and I may not know it. And so I had to replace that fear, the paranoia, and that sense of injustice with faith and trust and a knowingness that everything was going to be okay and I'm untouchable. I know that sounds very arrogant, very egotistical, but when you have that trust in the universe, God, divinity, your angels, your ancestors, your loved ones, when you have that trust in that spirit, you can kind of sit back and go, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We're, we're all going to work through this together and I'm going to be okay in the end. It's going to get me to where I need to be because also the other thing that I realized with that is these situations have occurred because I'm an Aries Taurus cusp. I get very fiery when these situations occur and <laughs> otherwise I'm a Taurus, right? I'll sit and I'll stay put and it's fine. I'll be very grounded where I'm at until something stirs me from my nest and, and stirs up that Aries energy. And then it's like, it's go time. I'm ready to go. I'm not staying here. Moving on. So these situations sometimes occur in my life so that I hit that, okay, it's time to go button and go to the next phase in my life. And I don't think that that's what's occurring this particular time. I think what's occurring this particular time is to draw me into my awareness and the power that I have of who I am. I am powerful in the now. 
I am not powerful when I put myself in the anxiety and put myself into the future of the things that could be happening or into the past of things that have already occurred. When I'm in the now, I'm good and I'm full power. Hopefully, if you're doing shadow work, you'll have that amazing aha moment where things just click, things start falling into place, and everything starts running smoothly. Because you don't have to go through life with this pain and anguish and stress and anger and confusion. You don't have to. We just got to work it through. We just got to come and recognize what's going on. And like I said, usually it's fear. So we got to turn around and look the fear in its eye and say, you know what? I'm tired of being bullied. I'm tired of being worked up and reactive. I'm tired of being the thermometer to the situation. It's time for me to be the thermostat. For today's card reading, I'm using Sandra Ann Taylor's The Quantum Oracle deck. I went ahead and I pulled four cards and it's funny because Four of the cards are people cards and one of them is an intention card. I'm going to read the intention card first. The words on the card says taking steps. And out in front of this woman in this beautiful pink ball gown with sparkles in behind her, out in front of her is this gigantic castle. And she's walking up these steps onto the path to the castle. It kind of reminds me of Downtown Abbey's, how they have it spread out. Anyways. So intention, what does this mean? When we're talking about shadow work and I see this taking steps card, it feels like, how did I get here? How does it always keep going wrong? I need to stop and reflect about the choices I've made to get here. And if this is the journey I want to continue, or if it's time to turn around, change my perspective, change my desire, change the path that I want to be on. So doing some shadow work around all the decisions that you've made recently and how they got you to where you are. Are you afraid of making decisions? Have you lollygagged, so to speak, in taking the next step? Have you been swayed by other people in making these decisions? Are you making the decisions for yourself? Okay, the next card that we have is the people card. It says family on it. We have two girls and one little toddler boy. They look like they're playing hopscotch and out in the background uh, in the clouds is a little baby in a bassinet. So if we're talking about shadow work, this might be rooted in family, but also I feel like it's more rooted in joy and fun and feeling carefree and feeling supported. All the things that you needed as a child, but maybe you didn't get. Uh, maybe you were bullied. Maybe there was, you know, domestic violence in your life. Maybe there was... Uh, something that kept you from really experiencing a full childhood that was lovingly and fully supported where you didn't have to be the adult or regulate other people's emotions or take responsibility for your brother or your sister or your mother or your father. You didn't get a chance to just be and have fun and have a sense of wonder. And so shadow work is saying we need to bring that fun back in. We need to figure out how we can bring joy back into your heart and how we can nurture you so that you feel like you don't have to be so intense and so serious and so backed in the corner of always being the responsible one. 
This next card is also a people card. We have a man and a woman. A woman is sitting down and she's got like this magic book. It's got a bunch of sparkles coming out of it. And there's four big books out in front of them and a typewriter over to the side. And the card says teacher. So when I think about teacher, I think about shadow work. I think this is, I need to gain knowledge. I don't feel like I have wisdom. I don't feel like I have everything that I need. I feel maybe I've even been misguided. Or perhaps I'm looking for a mentor, but I can't find it or I don't know where to look for it. You're always feeling like you need to be taught um, or that you're doing the teaching. So going back and looking at the shadow work of the root cause of that and also feeding into it. So in all of these examples, it's giving yourself that permission to gain the knowledge, to have the family relationships that you want, like the family that you choose. Uh, by doing that inner child work and letting you be a child and nurturing yourself and giving yourself opportunity to have fun. It's taking a moment to look at where you're at and realizing if that's where you want to continue on your journey or not. The last and final card has a couple. They're in a garden and they're painting. They have an art easel out in front of them. They're both looking at the same canvas and it says new supportive connections. I feel like this is a card about will and motivation. I think it's also about isolation and inactivity. You know, the card says new and supportive connections, but if we're talking about shadow work, then I do feel like we're talking about isolation. I do feel like we're talking about restrictions and not feeling connected and maybe taking the path of least resistance so much that it keeps you stagnant. Now there's an art to going with the flow of life and staying in that energetic flow. I recently talked about that on one of my other podcasts. However, if you stay too much, like resistance is futile, if you stay too much in that path of least resistance, then you're really also not making a path of your own either. There's a nice balance between there. So with all of these, if you resonate with any of those, sit with it for a moment and see what feelings surface, where the imagery might take you, where the memories might take you, where that inner dialogue might take you, and start there for your shadow work. For today's meditation, I want to do a soul retrieval. But first, I have to explain what soul fragments are. You see, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this subject, considering we spoke about shadow work earlier. Have you ever experienced being caught up in a traumatic situation? Did you feel like you were never the same after that situation? If so, you probably experienced what's called soul loss or soul fragmentation. I see this a lot with people who disassociate. In the energetic world, soul loss or soul fragmentation occurs as a result of the traumatic event or stress. And in the face of danger or trauma, the energy body fragments and parts of the souls disperse to keep it safe. They remain adrift in the world, are lost in other dimensions, or trapped in a locale of an event. It sounds pretty scary, but really it's all self-preservation and self-protection. Your soul's trying to protect itself, and so it kind of scatters and disperses that it doesn't continue to be hurt and fragmented to a point where you can't put the pieces back together, I like to start off 
with just being grounded and centering ourselves. Taking three deep breaths, really ensuring that our shoulders have kind of slumped a little bit, our jaw has been lowered, the tension is starting to release from our body, and we're really connected to that root chakra energy. And this is just to help your body process the soul fragments returning. Because sometimes when they return, it's heavier and it's hard to incorporate. We invite the golden veil of peace to come to you. We're imagining you enveloped in rose pink light. We're asking the archangels, your guardian angels, your ancestors, and the loved ones that have passed to come and help you with your soul retrieval. As we sit and breathe deeply, we think about how many soul fragments that we have. How many pieces do we need to collect? We ask each of your loved ones, guardian angels and archangels, to help you find and bring back and reestablish those missing soul fragments right now. We ask that they help reestablish those missing fragments in a gentle and loving way and in the right timing. Furthermore, we ask that they assist you during this time and after this meditation should you encounter any dreams or memories because of their return. As each soul fragment is returned to you, look at it lovingly. Welcome it back into your soul body. Thank your helpers for assisting you to find and retrieve these fragments. Let the soul fragments know that it is safe to return. And you are here to protect them and love them and heal them. We transmute any negative, heavier, denser feelings. We disperse it to the universe to transmute and heal for us. We begin to feel whole and centered. We are grounded and safe. We are guarded and protected. We step into our power. We step into our full energy body. We put our right hand on our left shoulder and our left hand on our right shoulder and we just send energy and healing and embrace to ourselves and so it is our soul fragments have returned and we are at peace 